three, two, one. Welcome to Behind the Curtain with me, Jonah, again, episode six, I believe. Um, no guests this week, change of plans, kind of just with everything going on that I had this week, it was very busy, and so I thought maybe sit down and talk, uh, talk about how this show's been going, how much I've been liking it, uh, my plans coming up in the future, uh, how I felt about living home at New York for the summer, and just, I don't know, just kind of just rant for a little bit and see how it goes. Um, but like coming home from the summer was definitely unexpected. Um, I think everybody's 2020 was unexpected and, and I didn't know, I didn't know what I was going home to. I didn't know what, um, like how, where I'd work, do any of that. And so I got home in April to not actually my hometown, um, an hour outside of it, the other side of it, south of it in the Adirondacks. Uh, stayed at my dad's camp for the summer um and it was definitely different because it it was just there's nobody there really there's like there's nobody in that area of the world and so it was cool to hike mountains and do all that but it was very lonely for a little bit um that's why i started all this stuff so i could start talking to people um and, and this the podcast has been dope i have been loving doing it and i think i'm my my biggest critic I do go back and I listen to every podcast and I see where I can make, um, make improvements on how I speak. And if, if for nothing else, that will be the biggest help for me with this podcast is that I'm going to improve how I articulate my thoughts. And that's, that's dope. I think because I know for a fact, I say like way too much and, and I'm critiquing myself and I'm now making the mental effort of not saying like to describe things or when it's not necessary and it's hard but listening to myself on my own podcast it annoys me and so i'm sure i'm sure i'm picking it up other people are picking it up as well and i don't want to detract from my my ideas by somebody getting caught up on the fact of how many times they count the number i the number of times i say like and because i know i've been i've been listening to speakers before in my past and uh, not professional speakers, but like in classrooms or someone giving a presentation, maybe at like a conference for, for a training and they'll say one word over and over and over again, or even just people in a regular conversation. And I find myself counting like one, two, how many people, how many times they say a certain word and it might just be my, my own, like, oh shit, see my own OCD mind. But I, I think it detracts from the idea you're trying to get a point across, to try it, the idea you're trying to get across. And so, numero uno, the podcast will help me become a better speaker, which is, which is important. <laughs> no, it's just, you, if, if you can articulate your words, the more chance someone understands you, the better everything is. Um, and so I like doing that. I'm learning, obviously, from all these people I've been talking to. I think that's super cool as well. Um, it's just overall, it's been a good experience. I'm very excited to now get on the road, which is tomorrow. I leave. I leave at eight a.m. tomorrow morning. I'm headed out to um, Syracuse area, Ithaca area. I have a campground there, and then one night, just overnight, and then I'm stopping for a few nights at my friend Mike's in Cleveland. Hang out with him. Hopefully do my first live podcast there. 
I'm going to start streaming on Twitch. So that will be fun. It's a new avenue. I don't know anything about it. I was talking to my brother, um, Daniel. He knows. He's very into the Internet. He understands the Internet, at least better than I do. Um, and I guess Twitch is the new way. And so as I travel, we'll stream by videos. I'm going to try and get a schedule on because I know it is hard just to keep up. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. That's cool. I think that it'll be, that'll be fun because it'll be real. And, and I can share with people exactly what I'm doing, where I am. I just think it's interesting, at least to say the least. Uh, so yeah, that, that's cool. I don't know. Uh, I do go, so I'm, the first trip I'm taking, I'm taking maybe 10 days to get down to Alabama, where my mom lives. I'm going to stop down there for a little while and help around with the hurricane relief, try and get a job. I have a couple of roofs I have to do, I guess, I'm going to help out with. Um, and then after that, I go out to Texas for a real quick stop in to see some friends that I haven't seen in a while. And then I make my way out to Arizona, San Diego, that little corner of the Southwest, because there's a bunch of people out there. We're going to go to do New Year's out there and, and, and just enjoy life, I guess, before 2021. Leave this, this god awful year in the past. Oh, it's a, yeah. So, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a quick summary of everything I've been doing and the podcast uh, yeah that's so fast but biggest thing I've gotten is people asking me like wasn't I scared for for the trip down to South America like from here and it's it is scary. It was scary. This trip coming up, I'm actually more nervous. Yeah, I'm more nervous for this RV trip, honestly, um, than I was going to South America. Because in South America, I knew... I didn't really know anything. But I don't know. I just didn't feel nervous going to South America. I felt... I felt prepared and ready. And I think it was a false sense of safety or not not the correct word it was a false sense of security i guess that i gave myself um thinking i <laughs> thinking i could speak spanish before i went down there using fucking only duolingo <laughs> and but that was gone away very quickly but i just i don't know i felt good about going to south america that was just a cool part and i was i was i was so excited i guess this RV thing is totally different because on the way up here, when I bought this, I bought this, the, the deal with the camper is, I got a great deal on it. Um, it's a 2001, but I only bought it with 6,000 miles on it. And so it's basically brand new. But they had gas in here from 19 years ago, I guess. And and they thought we could just I could run the fuel right through it. And so on the way up here, I had to pull over three different times and change the fuel filter. And on like, it broke down in the middle of the highway. I remember maybe we were outside of, I don't know, either Louisville or Cleveland or I don't know. 
some big city on like a three-lane highway and I had to pull off and I had no idea thank god my mom's boyfriend was with me because he was the one that diagnosed it changed it showed me how to change it and then I could do it in the future um but so that first trip from Alabama to New York I guess kind of put a little bit of worry in my head and so this is the first I mean I've driven it here and there up here to get it to different places but this would be the first I mean two three four hundred plus mile day that I'm going to take on it by myself and so it's just worrisome because something could go wrong and I'm not mechanically inclined whatsoever um I don't even know how to change the oil on this thing <laughs> but I can do the fuel filter um and that's that's the extent of my knowledge so I'm nervous about this trip and I got nervous when I would fly into South American cities. I remember each time was different, but equally, equally like, ah, shit, like, someone should keep a counter and tell me how many times I, I can't say like, but each city was, was, was immense, first of all. And, and I remember flying into like Buenos Aires and you couldn't see the city. And so some of that was like that too, that were there in Santiago in Chile was the same way that the airport was super far outside of the big city. So then I flew in and, and you fly in, it's like, oh, okay, this is okay. And, but you don't know what to expect still and you're still kind of waiting around to see it. And I was so, so new to the whole experience that it was such a, such a rush going into each city. I still get rushes like, I still get rushes when I go when I would go to Dallas driving in at night and I lived there for two or three years and I was, cause I think I'm from such a small town that the city still impresses me no matter what, no matter where I am when it's a big, pretty city. And then multiply the, or the fact that I don't speak the language. This is my first time in a different country and the cities in South America are so big, dude. Maybe they're not bigger than the cities here, but they just seem so big. They just spread out so far and it is poor. Uh, Buenos Aires is a poor city and it's like these massive, massive buildings. So we get on the highway and we start driving in and as far as you can see, you see like these huge stone buildings and people hanging out on top of them and lines and wires and everything you've seen in the movies. And, uh, and so it's definitely that the fear is there, just like the fear is here now of, of not knowing what's going to happen and, and, and yeah it's just the, the fear of the unknown is hella hella sketchy but at the same time it's all unknown everything is unknown and that false sense of security you have sitting at home i think for me that gives me anxiety is when i know by that i'm secure and i know what the next 10 20 30 days are gonna bring that fucking stresses me out dude that uh, that yeah that that really stresses me out. Whew, it's cold where I am, so my hood on, if you are watching or if you're listening. But, um, yeah, that stresses me out crazy because for some reason it feels like if I'm not moving and not doing, uh, that, that stagnant point, it, it gives me really bad anxiety. And so I have no problem chilling and like, and, and chilling and, and hanging out with my friends and being calm that way. But, in the bigger picture, the two, three, four month picture, uh, and I know what's gonna happen. That, for right now,
right now, at least in my life, that, that sketches me out. Because I'm young, I'm able, and I take such good care of myself, I think I'll feel good or feel well enough to have if a future if it like if I wanna settle settle down and do those things. I think I'll be able to later in life because I'm doing so well taking my care of myself now. And so it's just the fear, I guess, and people ask if I, if I was scared, it's, yeah, definitely, definitely scared. Again, more so now, but if I don't do it, then it just, then, then it's, then I, then I think about it when, when I am settled down and I have the bills and I have all those things, I'm like, man, I, all I want to do is, is do it. And so even if it doesn't turn out well, at least I can cross it off. But well, I know I don't like it. I know I don't like doing that. And yeah, I think that's it. I think that's just it right there. I don't know. People always ask, how did I afford to do it? How do I afford to do this? Well, I got out of the military in 2016. And I went right to Texas and I started collecting the GI Bill immediately going to school full time, full time, like 18, 21, 24 credits a semester. Um, and then, I mean, the GI Bill and I worked on top of that, uh, either waiting tables, bar backing the whole time I was in Dallas. And I was there for from 2016 to 2019 for over three years. And I had been saving while I was in the military. So I left. I left New York in 2013 and joined the military. So from 2013 to 2020, I saved money. And so, uh, and I, I did pretty well in Dallas. And at one point I was training uh, for myself, I was bar, bar backing and I was collecting on the GI Bill. So it was three good sources of income every month. And so I did pretty well in Dallas and I had a bunch of cash saved and uh, well, I had kind of a really nice life in Dallas, and uh, I mean, I had, had a nice apartment, nice car, nice area of the of the the Metroplex, good friends, good girlfriend, and and that's when all the all the the responsibilities and the anxieties and everything started to really build up, and I started to stress out a whole lot. I wasn't enjoying life as much. Um, kind of sunk into a depression, and so that's why I decided to kind of. Or no, not kind of. That's why I decided to just bounce, and and so I walked into my apartment one day. And just broke up with my girlfriend, just like that. I sold my car. Um, basically, the next day, got out of the lease. So that's another thing. The, the semester ended at school. My GI Bill ended that day, or that's that the other semester. My lease on my apartment ended that that like in December of that year. So everything, all my responsibilities kind of ended at the same time. And my plan before running away was to buy a house in Dallas, settle down, put the gym in my garage and start training, start my own, my own training company uh, out of the gym. So I could just work from home that way instead of having the gym and my, the gym business and my house separate, put it all into one thing now. And so I had all this cash saved up and I sold everything, gave away all my clothes, um, put whatever I could, whatever I thought I needed into a backpack, 
a small backpack from what I learned while backpacking. And, but I love it. And, and bought a one-way ticket to Chile. And Don Juan, I loved her. She, my brother, saw me off from New Orleans. And I ran away. And so, when COVID hit, I'd only been there for three months. And living in South America is much cheaper living than living in the United States or Europe. And so, and when COVID hit, I came home to my dad's camp, which I paid him rent. But it, uh, I just have been living off the money I saved. So, for me, COVID didn't. It hurt me financially because it took all my money that I'd saved for the last six years of my life, and that's a huge bummer. But at the same time, I've been working on a golf course part time, minimum wage, and and while it's not ideal, it's a it's it's it is it's so pretty. I don't. It is it is so pretty how that golf course. And when the sun's setting, when the sun's rising, you're there, the job's not that bad. It really isn't. And so minimum wage to hang out outside at a pretty place for the summer. It was a good gig. Um, I had really no bills. And I still don't really have any bills. The bills are very transparent because I want people to know that they can do this too for a lot less than they think. Um, my bills right now total for the camper out of the $300 a month uh, with... with paying for it and paying for the insurance and so it's really not crazy and i don't have and i have that and i have a cell phone and that's it and i know those are the decisions i've made but i mean i don't have the responsibilities at the same time i don't have the security so you have to weigh the options of 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 what you want basically um i've chosen this because i think I think I'm a marketable person, and I think down the road, I believe enough in myself where if what I'm doing right now doesn't work out, and this won't be like a short-term thing, but this is, I'm going full force into this, and I'm going to try to do this for real, um, with the training and the podcasting and the traveling. This is, this will hopefully, if everything goes as planned, be my, my, my income solely, and I won't have to work because... This is what I like to do. But you had to make the decision to kind of maybe be broke for a little while and not have the security. And for a little while, I mean a decade. And and maybe, maybe be insecure and unsecure for a very long time until it hits. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And that risk, that risk is, that's what I like. I can't can't work for other people it drives me insane uh, and so yeah you trade the responsibility for for the unsecuredness and so that's what I've chosen and that's how I afford it because it's just it's not that much money it really isn't so I'm gonna go to Alabama I worked all summer here and then I'm gonna go to Alabama and I'm gonna work there I'm going to go out to Texas. I'm going to work there. And and I, I serve tables. Uh, I'm a trainer always. And I can talk to people. And so I think I can, I can... I've never had a problem getting jobs. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just how... That's how I afford it. I mean, it's not that expensive. People ask the biggest question, how do you afford it? How do you afford it? 
I just saved for a really long time. <laughs> and, like, that money's gone now. Um, I also get a little bit of money from the military still. And so that helps out a big time. That's my fun money. Um, but bills are all paid. Everything, gas is all paid for by the training. And so I know I'm pretty fortunate, but it's just by sheer luck. Uh, but it's not, it's not luck because a lot of it I did. I mean, I saved up the money and I took, I know like what you see on social media again is not what everything is. And so I think when people, they see what I'm doing and, and it's just like, wow, all he does is travel, hang out with people, like eat, drink, party and work out and it's like that's not really it i mean this summer I, I basically work seven days a week either at the golf course or on my own thing with people training and doing these kind of things i consider this work and i treat it like a job because i want to be successful at it um and so i make the time to do it and when i was in south america that that was not work <laughs> that was not work but I had saved for six years, and if you had asked my friends in Dallas if I had really, really partied as much as everybody thinks I party, and go out and have fun and have a good time, they would tell you no. I mean, I, I would always be working, or I would just stay home and not spend money. I, I was very much, and I am very much a homebody. Um, while I do like to, to mingle and go out and hang out with people, it drains me pretty quick. I like to keep my circle and my friends pretty small. Um, I, I like conversation, obviously. That's why I do a podcast. Uh, I like to talk. That's why I do a podcast by myself. Um, but I just enjoy people so much. But I enjoy them in a real sense. Not in the. I'm not big on the the niceties and like and the fake bullshit. I just I just want to know what makes people people and connect with them on a different level other than just fucking blowing coke lines and chugging bottles of booze. We can definitely do that, but let's like spend some real time too together. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't do cocaine. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, back in the gym which I, I was talking to my mom a couple months ago and I said, I don't think I'll ever go back to the gym. I don't feel safe there. I got my own weights, but I don't need the gym. I don't need it. And then I got back to the gym and I've been in it every day since I joined maybe a month ago. Whoa, I missed the gym. Wow. I just missed the whole thing. I missed it. You got a barbell and some weights and stuff and you can do stuff, but it's just, Man, the whole atmosphere at the gym, it's what it's made for. And the machines, that's nice. It's just, it's a better lift, obviously, when you have the gym. You can put your headphones in and just go to work. I missed it a lot. Uh, I can I can already see the difference after a month of continuous training and, and eating correctly, more so correctly, that the physique will come back to where I want it to be. So that's cool. That makes me happy. Uh, yeah. Everything else. 
plan is to go to Alabama. I'm stopping in three different cities. If anybody wants to help me out, I need a place to stop in between Cleveland and Fort Campbell. That's Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. And so... Yeah. I don't know. I have one friend in Cleveland. Shout out Mike. I'm going to stop and see him. And I have another friend in Fort Campbell. Shout out Russell. Thank you. And then lastly in Tupelo, Mississippi. I'm going to stop and see my friend Vince. And I'm, this is exciting because this is what I thought about when I wanted to start traveling. And so in the camper. And so I haven't seen, I haven't seen Mike in maybe 18 months. We lived in Dallas together. Not together. He lived in Dallas. I lived in Dallas. We worked at a restaurant together, and then we just kicked it all the time. Yo, <laughs> this one time, we went and saw the reboot of the Super Troopers 2, and we smoked a ton of weed beforehand, him and I, and this other dude. And we drove across town to a theater we had looked up. But we didn't even look it up. We looked it up at one theater. And we got the time, and then for some reason, I think I was driving. We just drove to this other theater across town. We had no idea. We walked in and ordered tickets. And we were just all sitting there baked. It was like the movie's not even here, and so then we had to drive back. <laughs> it was just the irony of going to see a stoner movie and making a total stoner move. Was, was it? Uh, and then I'll stop in and see Russell. I haven't seen him in. I haven't seen Russell maybe four years, four or five years. No, it's not that long. Three or four years, probably. Maybe two or three years. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so then after that, I see Lee, who I know I haven't seen in at least four years. He got out of the military before I did by a minute. And it's been since then, I believe. So that's cool. And then I'll be in Alabama. Uh, the original plan was to go out to Arizona and just kick it all summer, or all winter. But the hurricanes hit. I'm sure there'll be enough work down there for me to help out with something. And I think if I can do it and I a young, able body, why not go down there and help people who need help? Put my money where my mouth is, talk about being about the people and for the people. But seriously, I think doing some good won't be a bad thing obviously so and I hope to meet some pretty cool people down there I think I think there's pretty I think there's been I bet there's some interesting stories to be told from the people who live down there so we'll go down to Pensacola Gulf Breeze Orange Beach area uh, Summerdale and I don't know I don't know where anyone else down there I won't go far as Destin yeah, that little part of the, the coast. And then out to Arizona and Texas. Back to Texas, man. I'm excited to be back to Texas. I go back to school. I'm excited to be back to school. I can't wait to be back to school. People talk shit about college. No, they don't. Some people do. Some people don't think it's as valuable as they say it is. I don't think it should be. I don't think college should cost as much. Um... As it does, I think that's a ridiculous price. But I think it's a, I think it's, I don't think you can put a price on what it can offer people either at the same time. So 
it's strange. I don't think it should financially burden someone into their into their midlife to go to school and get a good education. But I think what you can learn and how you can socially interact with people is invaluable. Uh, I remember Dr. Berger, man, homeboy is a one of my favorite professors I've had at UNT, and I just remember sitting. It was a biomechanics class, and there's something about sitting in a class full of smart people who all share the same interests as you, and 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 you can. And the professor has you engaged, has everybody engaged, everybody, the whole class of, of 50 people are listening to him. And I mean, really listening, taking notes and, and asking questions that not only they don't understand, but you don't understand and make you think that you didn't even think of asking. And so I think, where else do you get as a normal person? I mean, you don't. Where else do you get to sit with 50 other points of views, all kind of working in one direction to understand this concept? It's such a cheat code, really, to, to learning something. If, if you have 50 or 20 or 30 good students, because you can never think of all those different questions to ask. And so if you sit there and you pay attention and you discuss and you have big classroom discussions, well, all of a sudden, all these different minds are creating at the same time and you just get to sit there and soak it all in. Invaluable. It's invaluable. I, I, I fucking love college, and I can't wait to go back. And the plan is to is to, to get into the higher levels of school. Like learning is a forever thing, and I don't think you need. I don't think you need the uh, the structures that are in place now to be an intelligent human being. The internet is that is vast. It goes on forever. And you can learn all you want, but you do need the certain piece of the paper that these schools and these institutions give out to maybe do the work that you want to do. And for me, you have to have a degree in certain fields or you have to have a certain level of a degree to work with certain athletes. And I want to continue my life in training people because I thoroughly love and enjoy it. And so I'm excited to go back to school. And... I'm excited to learn more because I've kind of put training for the first, I've been training on the back seat for the first four or five months of this year because I was just kind of burnt out from it, from doing it and, and being all about it for the last however many years. I needed a break. I mean, I didn't stop training, but I stopped training other people. I stopped putting my fitness before everything. It, it fell back a couple pegs because it just, I was burnt out. And now I'm rejuvenated. I feel good. The unknown starts tomorrow again. That is, oh, that is so exciting. So, I am so excited to get on the road. You have no idea. I love my friends here in Chazy. And it has been, this last month has been the most fun I've had in so long reconnecting with everybody. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I belong right now. My life is better when I'm on the road, or when I'm traveling, and I'm excited. It's just the best, that's the only way to put it. I'm nervous, scared, but excited nonetheless. Uh, the quote, be afraid and do it anyway. Like, you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. Mm.
mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the only way. You just, the future's gonna come no matter what. And I just think you should just choose as much as you can about it for yourself. In all aspects. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to do it almost completely. And that's why I think I'm lucky in a lot of ways. Because well, a lot of times I could have fucked that up, man. I could have. I mean, in so many different ways. And so it's just a little bit of luck, a lot of, a lot of work. Um, now I'm rambling. All right, that's it. Uh, episode six in the books. Next week, officially, I'll be the traveling trainer. Because <laughs> I'll be traveling, finally. Uh, going to try to do a live podcast with my homie in Cleveland. Uh, stay updated. Um, my Instagram page, uh, I'll let you know the time before we do it. I'll let you know maybe a day or two ahead of time. And then, yeah, just stay updated on the Twitch feed because that's where now the traveling coming in, I think Twitch for me will be cool. And I'll be trying to get a lot of cool things in for everybody. All right. Thank you guys. Uh, if you listen this long, see you later.